Hey, everybody, welcome back to this edition of the Flow Track Podcast. It is Monday, March 2nd. It's been about 36 hours since I've last talked to my co host here, <laughs> Lincoln Shrike. What's been going on, man? Uh, trying to catch up on some sleep, and today I woke up at like 8:10, so a little late. Um, but yeah, we got back from Atlanta, and it doesn't seem like it's been very long, probably because it hasn't. It has not. We can confirm that fact on today's show. We're all going to be talking about the trials still. Yep. We have plenty of time to talk about the other things that happen in the running world. I still want to wrap my head around this crazy, crazy, unpredictable race. Look maybe at the legacy of, of this race, what we're going to remember about it in, in six months and maybe four years from now. But overall, what, what's been your impression as you've had some time to get some sleep, thoughts have sunk in, covered yeah. the men's race, but just in yeah. bo- both races, either race. What do you think? Well, the women's race, I think, is the one that will, in the long term, stand out. I think everyone thought if Rupp was healthy, he'd win, and, and he was clearly proved himself <clears throat> to be healthy, and he's still that, that guy that's way better than everyone else. But the women's side, when you tell me that none of the pre-race favorites are going to even make the team, it's just it, it's one of those things that it's almost impossible to wrap your head around. Right, right. And I think that'll stay that way. It's not taking away anything from Tulia Mock, um, Seidel, or Kip Yego. And yeah. especially Tulia Mock and Kip Yego, those, those two have proven themselves over the years. So maybe it was, it was indicative that we underrated them for sure. I think anyone that said they had Molly Seidel on the team needs to, needs to check themselves for, for head injuries because, I mean, it was just impossible to predict in her marathon debut that she would be there. But... Even more unlikely, I think, than the, than the three that made it was was a bad race from Hase. Yes, I know she was hurt, but still, a bad race from Hase. Huddle and Sisson dropping out, Hall dropping out, yeah, and then uh, that none of the the Taylor making the team, Bruce didn't make the team. Uh, I'm probably forgetting someone there, but just all of that happening. Base, base. like if you had odds. All those people would have been certainly ahead of Seidel. They may not have been ahead of mm-hmm. Tulia Muck, but they definitely would have been ahead of Seidel. When it got down to 12, it looked, other than Hase, and look, if you're following the buildup in the last couple of years, Hase having issues wouldn't have been a shock. Mm-hmm. But when it got down to 12, everybody was still there, yeah. which is so weird because from that 12 then, you had the most unpredictable three probably of that group, with the exception of Kipiego. Making right. it like if you had live odds during the race, you could have gone all the way up through, through twenty miles, and you probably still would have had, you know, Sisson, Linden, Huddle, or or Hall, Linden, uh, Sisson, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Even through twenty miles, this wasn't one of those races where it just blew apart in the beginning, like the Boston weather year, right? Where it's just like, okay, early on. <laughs> by ten k, right? You're like something crazy is going to happen. Right. This was like a deceptively sneaky situation and that's why you end up like with the being so stunned was it wasn't like there was weird things that were happening early in the race it's like through 20 miles it was like pretty much to form and then the three that emerged were all all dark horses and do you think that it had to do with the fact that it was kind of tactical and 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 uh, you know moderately paced pedestrian paced and so it turned into just a second half race because the men's race really wasn't like that. Right, we had one all, guy yeah. going out in under sixty-five minutes, um, and and it still somewhat unpredictable. But but the women's race so much more uh, 
way, way out, further out there in the spectrum of unpredictability. So you wonder if the pedestrian, pedestrian nature combined with the the difficult course, but we always talk about the difficult course. I mean, they still yeah. ran 227 on, on here. It, it, it just feels like there's something else out there that, that maybe, that, you know, was, was Tuliamak better than we realized? Was Seidel, you know, should we have paid more attention to her 69-minute half marathon in Houston? Like, it's just, I'm trying to, like, find something to grab onto to where this even makes a, a shred of sense. And it's tough. It's tough. I think the one thing you can settle on is those two had the race of their life, mm-hmm. right? Like, they had the absolute race of their life. Kipiego, if you'd have told me, she got third in this race, and yeah. Lyndon got fourth. If I didn't see the top two, and I saw three and four, I'd have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's a little surprising, but not stunning. Yeah. Kipiego probably ran the marathon of her life, although she's gotten second in New York City before. But the only thing I can settle on is is a combination of the factors, but also just everything went well for Sidel mm-hmm. and, and Tulimuk. And... That top group of you know twelve to fifteen or however many you want to put it in it, though they were much better than everybody else in the mm-hmm. field, right? You you could and then there's other people who are kind of like border border people who could go one way or the other, but um, it didn't surprise me that Thweet and Bates and all them were in the mix and they were able to pull away from the rest of the field, whereas the men was just it's kind of a mess, right? Like yeah. you, had, you had Schrader going out and then you had, if I'm remembering this correctly, because I was focusing more on the women's race, but. Rupp kind of just reeled Schrader in on his own, right? It wasn't the, it wasn't, he didn't bring the pack along with him on that one, right? No, he started to make those moves and to, to kind at of slowly. At what mile, too? Well, 14, he had cut it. Yeah. At, at one point, it was like 48 seconds over, which is just, I know in a marathon's not that much, but that's a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, sit there and just don't, it's don't say anything. Over 200 meters, I mean, it's a half a lap of the track. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. Um, I, you know, it was one of those things where you, you think, you know the a guy's pedigree, yeah. And you say he's probably going to come back, and that that was starting to be the case. He started to run five hundred five miles while like Rupp was doing four fifties. So it's like this is only a matter of time. But yeah, when he when Rupp decided to make that switch, it uh, it it happened very very fast, and and it's almost like it demoralized Schrader. Maybe he picked up a, an injury, and maybe he was on the way to. Uh, to the race of his life, but it sure seemed ill-advised at the time. I mean, he got on some great airtime, but then he doesn't even finish the race, and you're like, did he twist an ankle? Did yeah. something? It's just, it was so strange, and it was, it was, it felt fitting in the moment because it's like once we're up past you, it was like, all right, okay. he ate your soul. It's yeah, it's, it's over. Yeah, it's yeah. over. Well, um, what I'm wondering is like, why did everybody else seem impacted by the course and the weather and the moment, and either ran way better, like Seidel and Tuli Muck, mm-hmm. and Kipiego, or way worse, all the DNFs that we mentioned. Yeah. Except for Rupp. Rupp ran it as if this was a Chicago marathon and the mm-hmm. weather was fine. Like, he ran it exactly how you thought he could run it. Yeah. Like, no better, no worse. I mean, he didn't go out there and run 207 and... and he could have, though. Yeah, he, he probably could have. Yeah. But, like, why did that happen? Why was oh. he impervious to everything that was going on around him and, and, and just shrugged along like it was normal. Like, yeah, he had a really good race. Uh, seemed like he was very ready for the hills. Obviously much healthier than he was beforehand, which was the question mark. He yeah. looked like, you know, he said he had changed. His physical trainer had finally fixed the things that were causing him to limp. You know, he had, in the wake of his surgery, I think, picked up some some weird habits with running, was, was off balance. Looks like those things were corrected. But obviously we remember, I mean, this guy is by far the best in the field, men or women, you know, relative to those things. The yeah. women had a lot of ladies around. I mean, this is the marathon, so it's, 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 in reality a lot of people were close. 
in, in ability. But Rupp is just so much better than everyone else. I mean, you know, you could say, oh, Career's got a similar, not similar, but he's of at least in the ballpark pedigree of a 10,000-meter runner at one point, but not not in the marathon. I mean, we could say that Rupp is a better marathoner maybe than he was a 10,000 runner. He's yeah. just that... Uh, that fantastic appears to be a, a, a solid hill runner, which kind of ah, I did, you know, we weren't sure because no. his best races have come on flat courses. And he had Achilles surgery. Yeah, like he didn't. And the wind, he wasn't concerned about setting off and chasing down Schrader in the wind. He wasn't concerned about going oh, too soon. Like, feeling good. Yeah, he just. But like, I wonder on the women's side of things if any one of them regret being as conservative. Although sure. It didn't, it didn't feel that conservative because it got down to the group that we thought it was going to get down to. But I'm sure someone. Had a move in them, and someone maybe is thinking, "Well, why didn't I at the half just like mm-hmm. put pressure on the rest of the field?" The wind dissuaded people from doing. Yeah, that. I mean, just I, th- I think other people would have. I think you know a lot of people. I'm sure were keen off of right. Rupp. So I, you know, speaking to Jared Ward, he was just like, "My, I didn't have it in the legs. My quads were were hurting." You know, uh, and I, it, making moves is a lot easier said than done, of course. And yeah. I think Rupp was feeling good. And then, once again, you know, positioned himself way, way uh, uh, above the rest of the country. I mean, I think, we can say it on the men's side, it's kind of a, it's a weak, it's, it's a, it was a weak field. I mean, it, well, it props, had, to, it, props it to Riley and, and those guys, but and the 43-year-old Abdi, but, but you know. like It, it, I had, look at, it had some dudes. The problem was... After those dudes had bad days, there was no backup dudes. No. Whereas on the women's side, there were la- layers to it, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, Riley and Abdi are deserving. They pulled three and two ten, which I mean, Abdi had, Abdi literally, I mean, take it for what you will, but he lowered his U.S. Masters marathon record <laughs> by nine by over ninety seconds. I oldest mean, oldest track course. Olympian I saw. Yeah. But you look at like places six to ten, and, and credit to them. I think there were some debutantes in there, some yeah. guys we didn't even consider. So the, I think that was part of the course, part of those guys having really good races. Yeah. But the depth certainly not there on the U.S. men's marathon. Yeah. Side. There's an upset on the women's side. It's oh, this other person who was a yeah. NCAA champion, champion, or this other person who's run decently well in New York got it. On the men's side, it's like oh, there's an upset, and this guy who was third on his team in college, or this person who. Had never even uh, been in like elite, really, really, really yeah. elite road racing before. Like Seidel, you're right. Take it for what it's worth. Footlocker champ, NCAA champion, uh, 69 minutes in the half marathon, yeah. which is solid, right? I mean, it's not yeah. like you know a lot of people run that fast in the U.S., but uh, that's enough to like separate you from oh, yeah. from a good a good chunk of women. That so it's not like that crazy. But for the men, yeah, you go outside of the top a uh, couple guys, and it just gets even more bizarre. Well, I mean, they're, they're Matt McDonald of the Atlanta Track Club was fighting in the last few miles. I mean, I think he ended up fading to like tenth. Yeah. But I mean, he was in position. We were like, "Is Matt McDonald going to be on this yeah. team?" And no, no, you know, he had run two eleven, so give credit to that. But like, there are just some guys in there that you never would have considered. Yeah. And there, you know, a couple Syracuse former Syracuse guys, Martin Hare and uh, Colin Benny. Those guys were very good in college, but had no. Yeah. I don't know if it was their marathon debuts. If not, they were still very new. To the marathon, no consideration about them. A guy named Jonas Hampton, who I'd never heard of. Um, so you can take it one of both ways. You could say, really good day for some unexpected guys, which I think is true, but you could also look at it and be like, wow, the marathon. Because when Ward and Fobble don't have good days, then right. the depth is just not there. Right, right. Well, and that whole like 210 contingent, right, from Chicago. I mean, mm-hmm. Riley obviously came yeah. through, but Mock dropped out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that. Bumbleo dropped out. Bumbleo dropped out. Derek wasn't wasn't in that group, but he he yeah. didn't finish. 
guys, obviously big game like Bernard Lagat was 16th. Although I mean, I think that's 18th. 18th, sorry. Yeah, good. Pretty pretty good day. Oh yeah, he was. I think he was totally content with that. I, mm-hmm. I, if you told me before, but then he's probably looking at Abdi getting on the team. And yeah. Said, well, wait, wait a minute here. So let's talk about legacy. Couple couple things. Uh, what do you think the legacy is going to be of the race? We'll start first with the, on the women's side of things. You know, I asked Des after, like, what do you attribute this crazy podium to? And she's like, well, it's the depth. I, I was thinking someone would say weather or course, but but she said she said depth, and she said, but it wasn't. And then she thought about it. She's like, well, actually, it's not that surprising when you consider who is in that remaining pack. She says, yeah, the the three that made it may not be as experienced uh, in the marathon. But she said, in four years' time, we'll look back and say, oh, yeah, of course, Molly Seidel mm-hmm. made the team. Like, she's really good. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, basically, this is going to be the, the jumping off point yeah. for her career. So I wonder if that's going to be one of the legacy. Like, is this the, the coming out party for, for Molly Seidel? And let's not forget, yeah, same with her. And, and Tulia Mock, I know she's 30 now, so been away from college yeah. for a while. She was very good at Wichita State, a top five perennial type person uh, in, in, I think, basically everything. Um had been strong, had run well, I think, in Rotterdam, yep. maybe a top three. Yep, so so it's just with the depth, you figure, and the experience, uh, when you talk about Dez and, and, and uh, obviously, you can't say the experience necessarily, but Sis and Huddle, but when you look at their superior track times, yeah. uh, you, you want to pick those people, and, and obviously with Dez, but Tulimok not that far off. Seidel just needed to figure it out. Yeah. And I don't want to change the narrative because it was a surprise. But And then Kipiego. I mean, Kipiego in her prime, holy crap, you know, mm-hmm. she was very, very good. It's been a long time, but looks like she's trying to work back the magic in, into that. But the legacy of this? Uh, like, <laughs> is this going to be, will we look back and look at this top three and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense in four years? Or are we going to look back and say, oh, yeah, that was well, like a, a zany like Yeah, zany a little bit of both, I'm sure. Because could... I oversold the whole, and, you know, these things only happen once every four years, so it's like presidential elections. You have a small sample size to work from. Yeah. I looked at the last three and said, yeah, there's not a ton of upsets. And then mm-hmm. we got, uh, we got we got like 16 years' worth of upsets. Yeah, well, we need to one r- draw a line in the sand and say this was an upset. Even if these women go on to do great things, this this sure, was certainly sure. an but upset saying, for this, where it was. Yeah, but, like, is Tulemuk going to go on in the next two, three years be a factor in, in majors from here on out? Oh... I mean, I are women going to keep running 214 and 217? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, so that gets me to my next point here, which is um, something that Hutchings mentioned during the broadcast. This course was designed to mimic the Tokyo course with the hills. Mm, okay. It is no longer in Tokyo. No. It got moved because of the heat. Now, the Sapporo course is much flatter. Mm-hmm. So, short-term legacy here, the U.S. picked a team that's good on one course, and I, I get why they did it. They, they're not going to go back and switch the course. They can't do that. But I'm wondering when we see the, the results in the Olympic marathon. Um, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. They're, yes, yes. Hopefully. They're, <laughs> yeah. Um, how much that tied into the Atlanta results, you know? For sure, yeah. Do I think that the women have a strong shot to medal? No. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. That that's just. But they surprised me here. So certainly could be in an, in an Olympic marathon. You you really it's 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 so so much smaller fields, uh, elite fields than, yeah. than we're used to at a major. So it's certainly uh, a possibility. Um, but yeah, you know, if this was in London or excuse me, in in Los Angeles, like it was four years ago, we'd probably have a completely different. Yeah. Team. I could be wrong there, but but I obviously the hills played a big factor. I think in selecting this group. Um, but well, you got to run the course you're on, so you know, no, take nothing away from them. Oh but no, no, you look no, at the, of you look at the six going, and you're like, okay, there's 
one real metal favorite, and I think everybody else's percentages would be you know, obviously you know below below fifty percent. Of course, the, but I, you know, I think I think someone like Riley can be the ward of four years ago and get a top ten finish. I, I think, think top tens are possible. Yes, um, definitely top ten, and, and yeah, that's kind of what you hope for. And Same maybe thing on the women. and you know, Kip Diego's got a medal, um, yeah. so maybe she can recapture ca- recapture that form as we saw. Also, in four years ago, I mean, Shalane Flanagan, I think, was the top American after finishing third in in Los Angeles. So the results, obviously, can totally flip on themselves. Maybe not on the men's side. Rupp's probably our our best bet. But, but, uh, yeah, the legacy of this is is the women's race was totally unpredictable, and I can think you can attribute that to the course. And the men's, to me, is still put this race in – in Alaska, and Galen Rupp's still the favorite. Yeah, he's so good, it doesn't really matter yeah. all the variables you throw at him. Uh, another question I was wondering, based on this, if you take just the 10,000 in the marathon and you combine those together is you know, to create the best long-distance runner of, of all time for the U.S. I saw, I saw Tim Layden tweet this out about from, uh, from NBC now. Um, basically, Rupp's the best no. of, all, of all time. Um, yeah. That might now people might have thought that already, and it's, again, putting aside all the other stuff with Rupp, people might have already thought that ahead of time. Um, this was further proof. I get there's probably still an argument for Meb just because he got an Olympic medal too. Yeah, he has two major marathon wins. Mm-hmm. Rupp has one major marathon win, two Olympic medals, one in the marathon, one in the ten thousand. But um, he's certainly dominating. Well, when you look at times, there's no this comparison. This era, though. yeah. If you're well, trying to add in the track, uh, you gotta just factor in for shoes. So I just don't really <laughs> do you do that. But well, I just I think let's just look at win. I mean, let's just look at wins because that gives us a lot, a much okay. much bit, much bit broader um, perspective, and it allows us to consider even people from the 50s and 60s and 70s. So Joe Joe Bataglia and I were talking this morning, like who's on that Mount Rushmore uh, for the U.S. Because I believe Mount Rushmore you get four. Is that correct? Unless they've added more to no, Mount it's Rushmore. four. Yeah. Okay. Good. So. <laughs> So he's saying shorter. Frank Shorter goes okay. on there, and then he was saying, "Do you put Abdi on there? Because now he has five Olympic teams." Well, we're we talking just long distance runners. Ten thousand through marathon. Okay. Pr- probably. I mean, you could yeah. make an argument, right? You yeah. could throw other people out there, like, you know, Bill Rogers won a mm. ton of. Uh, in a different big era, si- big city marathons in a different era. Yeah. Um, and you could throw somebody like. You know, Ritz has good times, right? And he's made he's made teams before too. But no, um, no, no, no. Did you put Abby on there ahead of Ritz? Yeah, five Olympic teams. Yeah, that's pretty nuts, right? That's um, so he's got two in the marathon and three in the ten. Yeah, is that what it I was? I think that's right. I, I always love the guys who skip years. Just twenty sixteen wasn't more of his, nah, wasn't his style. And, and, and instead of being like, "No, I'm done. It's over." He's just like, "I'm gonna keep going." It's it's incredible, um, the, the 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 longevity and 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 really the consistency. He's had a couple you know down years, but the guy has been been solid. I thought it was done in 2011. 2011, 2012. I went to the U.S. Cross Country Champs in San Diego, and he just looked so out of shape and yeah. got like 50. I don't even remember what he got. And I was with friends who were non-track people, but I was like, well, that guy's really good. And they're like, yeah, that guy does not look like he's going to be anywhere near the front of this race, and he wasn't. And I was like. Yeah, I guess he's on the uh, backside of his career because he does not look like I he's mean, trained at all for eight, this. Nine years ago, are you serious? I his mean, his highest major finish, though, bronze or third, third, I shouldn't say bronze, in New York City, in 2016. 
but he shows but up. Even then, he was <laughs> shows he was up for Olympics. Yeah, yeah, he shows up for Olympics. So he uh, let's see what he got. So ten thousand in 04, He was oh 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 and 04. So he was tenth in two thousand, fifteenth in two thousand four. In 08, he made it in the ten thousand. I remember that because he jumped in the water pit. Yeah, he, he beat Rupp. Beat Rupp, yeah. Yeah, in twelve made it in the marathon, and he dropped out with 16. a knee injury. Yeah, no, in twelve. In uh, oh, in the marathon. In, in yeah, London. yeah, yeah, yeah. What then, did he even compete in twenty sixteen? In the uh, in the trials. I don't I mean that fall he ran New York City, and that's where he ran that that two eleven. Okay. Um, and then yeah, obviously right now. So we're at. I don't know, like it's an interesting argument for that for that four spot. I think those top three. Most people could agree with. Again, we're talking about the men. We're talking about yeah. just the men here because on the women's side of things, <clears throat> that's a, a lot of competition there between Dina, Joni, Shalane, Kara, Lyndon. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot no, there. I mean, you can, and if you're and if you're including it, you know, ten thousand. I mean, you got to huddle with the the fast time sure. she's run and the American marathon. marathon. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think for the men, you can definitively say may, you have the argument, of course, for Rogers. But I I, I think with his Two Olympic marathon medals and one gold. Shorter, you, you got to have Meb. You probably put Abdi on there, and then you definitely put Rupp up there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's tough to argue. Other than Rogers, maybe having a having a place on there, and obviously Salazar, Salazar possibly as well. <laughs> Although I don't think he's got a big big uh, well, party behind him. There's not a cons- there's not a constituency. Yeah, there. no, no, that, they've abandoned him for Sanders. Uh, I have some. For Sanders. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That kind of slipped by me because yeah. I'm still pretty tired. I have some galaxy brain t- takes from the Kay. marathon. Um, but before we do that, let's recap the uh, fantasy teams, the scores here, because this was a sad moment for you. I'm pulling Jeez. them up on my phone right I'm gonna, now. I'm going to tune out. I'm going to take a sip of my First, here's my, here's my daughter dancing to Old Town Road. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hear it here, but uh, they got really into that song this weekend. So mm-hmm. uh, so Lincoln's team, he had Rupp, who got oh, scored him one point. Cut it off there. Huddle DNF. Fobble, 12. Okay. Uh, wait, B what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Legat, 18. Mock. DNF. DNF. Emma Bates, 7. And then Shadrach B what? DNF. Who, I don't blame you on that. That was a good pick. I, 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 I liked him in this situation. I mean, if you told me Abdi or B Watt's going to make it, I'd have said B Watt. Because he's only 35. I mean, right. he's eight years younger. So for those scoring at home and those familiar with cross country, Lincoln had three DNFs, which means he did not get a team score. I guess we could That's give okay. you the, the highest, we could give you the last place finisher score. Ah. That would be uh, in the hundreds, so mm. that would make you ineligible. So you had a 1, a 7, a 12, and an 18. Mm-hmm. Let's go to me. I had Sisson with my first pick, which, ooh, that didn't work. Yikes. Dez, 4. Okay. Hase, 26. Uh, Riley, 2. That helped. Bruce, 6. Elkanah Kabet, a sneaky 16th. I did not mm-hmm. even see him out there. And then Sally Kipiego with a three. So you had how many qualifiers? You had three qualifiers? I had just two. Oh, just two. But okay. a four and a six. So oh, I went four and a two, six. three, four, six, 16. So Kabet was my... And then Hussein... Top Hase, five. Yeah. Hussein ended up being my, my sixth runner. And then Hussein and Sisson didn't score for me. Yeah. It's weird. It's why they run the race, folks. So yeah. your fantasy team is very confusing. So that scored me 31 points. Gordon Mack, our colleague, uh, who's still icing his vocal cords from this, <laughs> from this past weekend, did a lot of commentary yeah. um, from BU. Fast races there. Yeah. By the way. Trials a little bit overshadowed that. but Yeah. And we talked about that on the Saturday morning pod. So if you want to go back. Friday. 
Friday morning, it all blends together. Mm -hmm. We were yeah. there for quite a few days. Yep. Also, we're going to Albuquerque in two weeks. You ready? <laughs> all right. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I ain't gonna be here. Yeah. Uh, Gordon had career. That's uh, Leonard career at four. Yeah. Jared Ward twenty-seven. Okay. Sarah Hall DNF. Kellen Taylor eighth. Okay. Tulia Muck one. Jeez. Oh, Abdi three. Man. I think I might have made fun of his Abdi picture. And Sam Chalanga twenty-one. So he goes one three eight. Or sorry, one three four. 8-21, and he scores a 37. 37. Yeah, mm -hmm. so we, I had a five-point advantage Oof. on him over the... His second-half team, though, his, 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 his late-round picks really made it close. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I hit I hit on my first-round pick, and then after that, it's just all went to hell. In, interesting, yeah, how that worked out, because uh -huh. Gordon's last four picks were 8-1-3-21. Pretty good. And my, yeah, see, my last rounds were 2-6-16-3. and three. So that's like nothing to brag about because that basically says that we didn't know what we were doing because our top picks were our poorer runners. Did we all select twenty? We had, we had twenty-one picks. It was was every top. I mean, no, at least Seidel. every top. Sidel. Sidel. No one, no one right. picked Sidel. Sidel, of course. I'm sorry. What and I don't. And honestly, thinking? if Gordon didn't pick, would you have picked Abdi? Like I'll pick him in four years in the 2024. I probably year. would have picked him over Lagarde. Yeah, if he was available. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think I would have. I had one mm. pick left. I would have picked. Uh, I picked Kip Revisionist Diego. history here. I, I can tell you, though, as I forgot just a moment ago, no one would have picked Seidel until, I mean, when we, if, if we would have had no, 10 more rounds, I would have, anyone have picked For there? the women, I, st I would have picked Thweet. She never got picked, right? You picked Emma Bates. I, w I definitely would have uh, maybe taken a flyer on, like, Roberta Groner or something I mean, like that. Carrie Demoff probably would have gone before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she had a, you know, Demoff had a fine race. She was top 20, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's it just, it's stunning st sitting here today, two days later. It's still incredible that Molly Seidel is on the team, even though how, how good she was. But, you know, rocky road to get here. You talked about that the eating disorder yep. that she had. All and, the injuries. Um, it, absolutely. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. How old is she now? Is she 25, 26? I should know this because I just wrote a story mm -hmm. about her. That's okay. uh, 25, yeah, I believe. But yeah, I okay. know we were doing quizzes here. Which feels like, you know, really, really young, but that was about dating myself a little bit, but I think back to 2008, like yeah. Ritz was 25 when he made yeah. that team. I think Hall was about that age too. So well, it's not as, I guess, as young as it seems. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, like other countries are going to the marathon earlier mm -hmm. and I've can, waited and waited for the U.S. to, to adopt that and it, it seems like it's, it's not happening in mass. It just, mm -hmm. It's kind of a, a piecemeal situation. Yeah. Are but you, you wonder, will that have any impact? Could you look at some young guys... No, uh, because some women and then men and then I mean, but I mean, Lyndon went to the marathon relatively early, right? I mean, yeah. if you're not s throwing strikes in the ten thousand, you you go to early. Sisson, I mean, I guess she was twenty, yeah, she's seven, twenty. Hase, yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about people going in like when they're twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, like pretty pretty much right away after college. Yeah, and okay, you're right, what, yeah. what is my shot to legitimately make a team? I mean, how old's Gerald Mock? Uh, twenty four. Yeah. 24. So maybe maybe more um, it's happening more on the men's side than on the yeah, women's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right, ready for some galaxy brain takes? The, t the shoe takes, I, I feel like the no, shoe truthers. No, this isn't just shoes. Oh, okay. But yeah, go ahead. On, I, I feel like the shoe truthers took an L this weekend. Yes, I know four of the six were wearing Nike shoes, but I don't think you looked at it where Alpha Flies was a big publicity stunt and they were being handed out to uh, not every us. participant. Not us. Of course, we weren't even allowed in the room. 
But I, I, I don't think I'll have to look at the results. But I, you know, you look at a women's team where the top two were in, in Hoka and, and Saucony, respectively. And you know, wasn't an alpha fly there in third with Kipiego. Alpha fly colors though. Hmm, maybe it's something about the colors. It's definitely a color thing. I think that's an, in, an inefficiency we'll have to look into. But I, I don't look at it and, and think that Nike. You, you can't take these results. You can look at the 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 the, uh, the major marathons where 48 guys run under 209, which yeah. I mean that has probably been coming <clears throat> forever. But regardless, I don't think you look at what had happened in Atlanta and say the results were heavily impacted by shoe check technology. I, it's I don't not think you like, can say that. Well, it's not like Jared Ward was three seconds behind no. losing to Jake Riley, right? <laughs> he, he said he had a bad day. Yeah. That, that's why he wasn't there. He didn't attribute to, yeah. to anything else. Because you could have, as predicted on the women's side, it really wasn't an issue. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't. And one got on. There was a possibility of two getting on the team. And, yeah. and one got on there. And that's... Again, that has to do with the better runners were signed by other shoe companies. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my overarching point here. Is just, it's not going to work miracles. It's not going to turn somebody who's a 245 woman into a 230. Yeah. We're all looking for confirmation bias. I mean, I think if, if the results aren't like that. No, I'm I, certain of that. Yeah. I mean, when Hutchings, Hutchings himself, I, I think he kind of made a little bit of a fool of himself. Always, you know, with these outrageous takes on shoes, you, you're... you're your commentator and I think you're supposed to be a little bit more measured I know his thing is like I'm going to have strong opinions and say that but but yeah. you know you talk all about the shoes and I don't think it really impacted the results in Atlanta and then he tweets a day later you know Tokyo look at these results yeah yeah just, yeah okay so here's it's my it's just like be a little more measured in your look it, it, you know have a bit of take a look at both sides before you start to just make a fool of yourself I think well okay so I had galaxy brain takes and one of them is shoe and then I'll do the shoe one now and okay. then I have a non-shoe one um, and I'm interested to know if you have any. But so here's 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 Mr. Our friend uh, Hutchings' tweet. I'd bet, this is from two hours ago, so this is on Monday. I'd bet good money that these shoes, he's talking about the Alpha Fly Vapor 5, the Tokyo mm-hmm. Marathon, help most runners to some degree, question mark. And a prominent and respected distance runner agent has told me he's actually losing interest in the times produced in marathons as they're not real. And he's been in the game a long time. <laughs> Hashtag fake times. Oh, I bet that's the only time anybody's used hashtag fake times. Actually, probably some people who don't like the New York Times maybe have used that <laughs> hashtag before. But here's the thing. We're losing interest in times. But it's people like Mr. Hutchings who will tell you, there's too much of an emphasis on this sport on times. Yeah. What happened to the good old days of head-to-head competition, right? I just, Where it was woman versus woman or man versus man, and we threw out this obsession with time Trials, Lincoln. That is a, that is a bad, bad thing that we're so focused on times, until the shoes come along and then they make the times lose value. And then, man, I can't even believe these times anymore. <laughs> as you would say, ways. as you would say, I think you're telling on yourself here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're longing sure. for the days of times when we could obsess over times. We're in a post-time world now. The people who, and I was never one of those people, so I was on the right side of. Speaking of confirmation bias, I was on the right side here. I was never one of the people who said times are horrible and evil and we shouldn't focus on times because people love times. People yeah, love yeah. world records. Of course. It's sort of the basis of the whole sport. But if you hitch your wagon to the sport is too obsessed with times, shouldn't you be welcoming in an era when times are rendered somewhat irrelevant or at least I a, guess. a secondary I, story? I mean, Do you have I, I, brain take? I just want, I'm curious, yes. I, 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 I do that. Um, I, do, I do like that because... I, I guess I, I'm just curious at people's 
personas online really match up with their true feelings. You know, we the, because so many people say they've lost interest in the sport. I, I don't truthfully believe that. Yeah. Um, but like we saw with other brands, I mean, so many other brands are have carbon fiber in their shoes, and and, and it's it's here to stay. And yes, you can argue with the research that's been done on on uh, the Nike shoes that they're they're a step above or multiple steps above or perhaps 4% above or 7 to 8% above the the other shoes but but this is i think getting old and and i know the times are improving but i i really do think yes it's definitely part of the shoes but i think it's going to regulate itself a little bit and and I, I i think it's also just the fact that this is how things work out normally i think we look at past eras and uh you're saying it's a big era in marathon right now yeah and, and i think there was a discrepancy in, in past eras when doping i could be showing my fate you know showing my you know what a little bit here but when when doping was perhaps a worse problem than it is now maybe it's still really really bad there's definitely some signs of that but uh, y there were some outlandish times and we were saying well doping's the clear problem here now we're not saying that we're acting like doping doesn't exist and well, it's all the shoes i i, I think that this is a big jump up and the technology has something to do with it but isn't it just more fun to just kind of be like these shoes are these shoes are legal it's a big step up in technology but like you said let's not focus on times and just focus on order because yeah. in the end yes all these records are being rewritten but does anyone doubt that Elliot Kipchoge is the best marathoner of all time does anyone doubt that Bridget Cosguy maybe a little bit more than Kipchoge is is fantastic okay if the if the if the biggest casualty of this is the record book well, that's something that was already tarnished, uh, completely. tarnished completely by yeah. by doping. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah, it's yeah, yeah. shoe technology that's right. doing it, is that the worst possible thing? Let's just well, focus on order, or get, race order. Yeah. You know so where people finish. You're getting to my point, which is yeah. when this whole thing started. Is what are people upset about? Are they worried about what this does to the to the past of running, that running's history? Are they worried about what it does to the present, meaning the head-to-head -head competition and having an even playing field there, or? The future, oh, it's going to evolve and then people are going to be running on pogo sticks. The present was always to me the most compelling argument because it's like, is the competition fair? Well, now it's clear that companies are catching up. And yeah. at least on Saturday, you could see, like, on the women's side, better athletes yeah. on the day prevailed. That's like, that's what happened. On the men's side, you know, crazy result, but I don't think anybody was attributing it, you know. The, the two guys who we thought could get on that team that weren't there were, it wasn't attributable to... No, Abdi, I'm pretty shoe. sure ran in the same shoes that he ran in New York that he ran in... in, in yeah, in yeah, the, he was on the very fly, not, yeah. the, not, not the out fly. Yeah. So then it comes, yeah, so then we default back to, oh, we're doing this to protect the heritage and, and the past of the sport, which in most sports is a problematic argument, but I don't cover most sports. I cover running and track and field. Yeah. And I know it's a, a BS argument here yeah. because that thing is... Completely tarnished, and everything requires context. Oh, you're going to have to explain away the shoe era. Yeah, you're also going to have to explain away uh, some insane times yeah. from the 1980s and insane marks. And, man, why are all the discus marks? <laughs> or for, for the women's, uh, the dis why, why did two years in China produce all yeah. the best women's? Like, our sport, this sport, is ripe with all those inconsistencies. Yeah. And it's always about providing context. And this will be just another one of those times. And I think it's kind of interesting. Now the controversial question at a press conference is not about doping. It's about the shoes, which I guess is a good thing, right? Yeah. Like, if you were in charge of track and field and the image of track and field, I think you'd be happy that it was... I mean, Rupp got asked about that. Didn't get asked about Salazar. anything relating to Salazar. I was sitting there. At all. Although, yeah, yeah, Lincoln did have his hand up the entire time, like a good, a good fourth grader <laughs> yeah. sitting in class. So I... 
Yes. I'm with you. It's like... And I'm also not seeing this whole crazy... Yeah, the, the woman's world record in the marathon went down. But the half marathon record, I don't know if it was you or I think it was Jason. I get my co-host confused. Fine. Said he's never surprised when the half marathon world record gets broken. Oh, it's just one of those things that gets broken all the time yeah, it's because fun. it's not a, a, a major race. It's not. Of course. It's yeah. not. Like, like we can pretend it is, but it's not. I don't care about the road 5K. <laughs> Again, I a list of things I care about, this is not on them, right? So... It, maybe if we have the the marathon record going down repeatedly over and over and over again, then that's one thing. Kipchoge broke it, obviously, mm-hmm. in, in shoes, although not the alpha flies. Um, I don't think people discounted him as being good without the shoes. Remember, right. he ran 204 flat with insoles coming out. So if you want to attribute all of his success to shoes, I mean, you can go ahead, but I think you're taking uh, a lot away from the the athlete there. And Lyndon said, she's like, it's starting to, you know, it's starting to even out. Basically, mm-hmm. we're starting to get a balance where it's not just like, oh, the shoes. Because I say, hey, is it frustrating? You're a spokesperson for a shoe company, but you're also a spokesperson for yourself. So you're going to give all the credit to, to these shoes? Yeah. You know, no. It's So she's saying, hey, it's going to, it's going to balance out. Sisson said she's kind of tired of like talking oh, about it as well too. I think athletes are competitive. These brands are competitive. So I just, again, well, again, it's just, if we're talking about obsession with not times losing meaning i don't think we we're, we're, we've kind of gotten away from the original problem with this i kind of look at it as and we'll maybe finish up with something else more fun to talk about but yeah we got 23 minutes so i have another galaxy brain okay uh, i kind of look at it like baseball right now where they changed they've changed the ball maybe raised the seams and everyone says it's the juiced ball and just a much bigger home yeah, run error yeah. right now and there's been obviously some complaints about it. Pitchers, number one. It does make the game more exciting. You could argue this makes road racing more exciting, for better or for worse. But but does anyone argue that the juice ball era in baseball is worse than when Mark McGuire showed up and his arms were the width of tree trunks yeah. and his head had grown tenfold? Well, uh, it's, 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 it's like this. Would I re- rather have the shoes be juiced up than, than, than the athletes, of course. And, and, and obviously it's not apples to oranges there, but that's kind of where I, I view it as, and I, I just think we've become obsessed, and when we have commentators out there saying, this mars the sport, it's just outrageous, and I think it's not a way to present the sport to the, to the masses. I don't think it hurts it necessarily for yeah. common viewers. It doesn't help it either, but... but, but Too this, many people are running fast in Tokyo. Who, what it's does not, that mean? Not, that's not a problem. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, this many, the 170 people ran under 208. Okay. Yeah. Like, cool. But like, that's not. Again, that's not anywhere near the list of problems. And this, this issue is, is was bound to happen because shoe companies are the predominant sponsor of the sport, and yeah. they're going to try to make the best shoe they can. Yeah. So this was this was inevitable. And okay, yeah, maybe they should have acted sooner. Maybe the the lot the limit should have been clear, and maybe Nike shouldn't have just gotten a, a 0.5 millimeters underneath the, 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 the requirement, that's fine. But I don't know, man, when the gun goes off and they start, like, no one was talking about it during the race, I guess is my, my whole point, other than the commentators on TV, right? We weren't sitting there watching it and watching it with our, our widely respected colleagues saying, oh, man, Riley moving up with those alpha flies. Yeah. Right? It, just, it became a race. It became it, a race. And did you hear exactly. it afterwards when you were talking to the men? Did it come up at all in terms of, Oh, I feel like I got cheated out of a spot, or I got this spot because I was wearing alpha no. flies. and obviously Riley's the most straightforward about it because he's right now not sponsored, sponsored by, by Nike. Nike. And he yeah. said, "Did it? Do I think it helps some? 
absolutely. But he also, you know, I'm I, I know I'm in the shape of my life, and 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 well, there's a you, lot of people in carbon. You got to be in a carbon. Yeah. Like you said you got to be in a carbon shoe. Yeah, like, yeah. Which which carbon shoe? Yeah. So I mean, I, you're right. Confirmation bias is one thing, but I can just say. It didn't. It didn't alter my enjoyment for the race. Yeah. I was watching two ridiculously unpredictable Olympic trials races unfold. That's like where my. That's where my focus was. I, I, I think a lot of people came in that that are kind of hate watching running right now and thought <laughs> the trials were going to be <clears throat> a Nike commercial, and it didn't end up like that. And now they're scrambling to find other things. And Tokyo is a nice, nice mm-hmm. thing to look at. Well, twenty eight under two two ten or whatever two oh nine. I mean that. So it, it, it's just all looking for for excuses to to. To hate what's going on, and I'm not a major fan of of Nike, and the Alpha Flies do look ridiculous, and uh, they look silly. I, I um, confirm. But I've seen them in and person. I'm like I said, it, it it's it's helping. I don't think that that can be denied. But a lot of other things go into it than that, and, and a true race unfolded in Atlanta. Yeah, right. And if like I don't know, Ward had a good day, yeah. he would have been in there. Yeah, he'd have been in there, and it wouldn't yeah, have yeah. been it wouldn't have been because he had a super shoe. It just would have been because he had a good day. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. That's like what would happen. And he wore a carbon shoe too. Yeah. yeah. You know. So. <laughs> right. Well, that's like that's what they're saying. That's yeah. that's in the future. And look, then they're going to come up with something better than the carbon. Yeah. 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 Or something different than the carbon. That's just going to be the general evolution. Like I. I want like some marathoner who was just kicking ass in the '80s to like, go on record and be like, "Yeah, these shoes suck." But you know what else? Those shoes in the '90s weren't fair either. Yeah. So I want my <laughs> records back. Like, this, this has been a continual evolution, yeah. the boost foam, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, not as big, not as much marketing muscle behind it, but um, this has been a constant uh, trajectory. My other Galaxy Brain take. Okay, yes, please do. I wonder if Gwen Jorgensen regrets shifting to the track. Clearly f- fit right now. She's running 15.10 in the BU launch pad. And I have no idea, yeah, again, like, workouts mm. don't know uh you know if the training was compatible for her in the marathon mm-hmm. i assume you know because she ran that a lot of triathlons and stuff she she'd be durable and, and she's obviously done done well running in these track races but two things happened one the ten thousand team just got really really hard to make Oof. and and by by default the five thousand team gets really hard to make because sure. then it just kind of pushes everybody down. down yeah and two you look at that that top three and maybe you think hey i could have been I could have been there. Like, it was a Kevin Garnett, anything is possible type of race. It was. And maybe she's not alone. Maybe there's other people out there who we're not even thinking of who thought, oh, man, like, Tuimak Seidel Kipiego? Like, yeah. I, 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 I consider myself to be as good as them. Now, obviously, not that, not that simple because we had two women run the absolute race of their lives. Yeah. And it's tough to beat someone who's running the race of their life. But I wonder. I wonder if there's people out there who thought, oh, man. Yeah. Like, like this wasn't just a... Okay, say goes out and runs 222, yeah. Sisson runs 223, and, and Huddle runs 224. Bing, bang, boom. Those women are great. No one can touch them. This looked, yeah. like, this, this looked accessible. Uh, ab- absolutely. I don't think Jorgensen was going to be in position at all. I don't think 26 miles is just a possibility. I think she has had some, some injury issues. But um, the one thing, to, to put this on to my own point now, taking – Take, uh, Are you gonna enter your own galaxy? I'm gonna take? I'm gonna go into my own galaxy there. Thank you. I didn't mean to just diminish yours or any no, the conversation. No, you there. have you need two of these. But I had two. I realized with Rupp like racing, too, yeah, yeah, with <laughs> with Rupp racing and and having good half marathon times, it's like, well, you want to think like 
seeing a good tune-up half marathon like he showed in Mesa is very important. However, you know who's not great half marathon runners is Jake Riley and Abdi Abdurrahman anymore. Jake Riley literally got beat by Jim Walmsley in his tune-up race. We, I think this should be the official end of half this person ran a good half marathon. They should cancel Houston before the trials because we all get so <laughs> excited about people who can hey, run 61 know, right? minutes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but... So that's the your galaxy just, break? No, it's not really galaxy. galaxy. It's just, it's just, it's just. I, I don't think it should even be a conversation anymore. It, it, it's such a different thing. I think yeah. talking to Scott Fobble, it was like it's, it's a, you know, it's closer to a ten thousand than it is. It feels like a ten thousand relative yeah. to to the marathon. So, I, no, that's not really galaxy brain. But I, I but I, I, I'm much less. I'm going to be much more skeptical of, you know, fast half marathon a couple weeks before. Right. Watch out or. Oof, you know, struggled in that half because I kind of thought Riley was obviously a factor being the top American in Chicago, but I thought Ugh, that half marathon got beat by Walmsley. Yeah, um, that's that's not a good look, and and didn't didn't really matter at all because it's double the distance. Um, I'm gonna wait outside of my expertise here and make another baseball analogy because we're focusing on baseball mm-hmm. on this show. I, I see it as a difference between a closer being able to come in and try to get two people out and just throw complete. Fastball, fastball, fastball. Yeah, that's that's your 10k or, or your track race, your mm-hmm. marathon, versus someone having to go nine innings, have a bunch of different batters, have a bunch of different to be in a bunch of different scenarios, yeah. be thrown off your game, not know exactly what to expect, and having to manage all that. That's the marathon in this analogy because I you have it. to fuel, you have to do all these things. There's a crazy course. It's so un- it's just a different beast than any other. Event so Riley and Abdi are your either your long relievers or your trusty third starter. Well, I think Abdi is like, yeah, he's he's Greg Maddox, man. Yeah, he yeah. just like shows up. Is that a guy? Yeah, in Atlanta, yeah. right? That's good. He was yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, and then and then I don't know any like famous closers, but Dennis Eckersley had a cool mustache. Uh, yeah, like the marathon is just it's just it, it, come back to what we're talking about at the beginning, where you're kind of searching for an explanation for why the women's race mm-hmm. ended up the way it is. I think we focus so much on people like Dez and people like Meb who get it right every single time, and we start to think that that's replicable, when in reality that's not the norm at all. And when you introduce things like fueling and when you introduce, you know, hills to this race, how many people just said, yeah, I didn't have it? A ton. Right? And the hills were a big reason. And the build-up, the build-up has to be right, and we don't know anything about the build-up. It's not like the 100 where they're running 100 two weeks before that or a 400 where they're running a, nope. four, a series of 400 where you can have a, a, an idea of the trajectory. You don't know anything. Yeah, and everyone's so, going to say it's good or Yeah, great. it was yeah. great. It was one of the best they've ever had of their life. Uh, after, immediately after the race, oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> Hesse, right? Is, there's yeah. this, whole, this whole Runner's World article with Hesse about how solid she was in the build-up, and then I asked her as soon as she finished, and credit to her for, for talking. I mean, she was... She had a very tough race, very emotional, and she said the buildup wasn't good. Hamstring issue and then back, and she thinks the back might be a bone issue, and she's going to get an x-ray. Like, it's, she's not healthy at all, and yeah. she soldiered through all, all 26 miles. Credit to her for doing that. But, yeah, it's just a, you have to get so many things right, I guess, and that's mm-hmm. why, where I see it in, in terms of be, being similar to, 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 that, to that starting pitcher of, like, yeah. you have to be able to just adapt and move through. Durability. And, and, yeah. 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 And navigate, um, yeah. and that's why Clayton Kershaw, I think, would be my pick for 2024. Him and Abdi on the team. <laughs> 2020, 47. Year oh, he's gonna. I'm picking it right now. Yeah, Abdi's, he's I'm not gonna, gonna make it. Yeah, I, you will not fool me again. Give me another 
Give me another take. Give me another galaxy brain take. <sighs> yeah, I don't. My my galaxy is a little. We, uh, do we need to address the the coronavirus? Because there's concerns that there's there's, there's not going to be an Olympic games. That would be pretty devastating. I don't want to hear your screen. galaxy brain take on that there's because no. that could scare people. Yeah. <laughs> we've thought. See, we've thought about the results so many times, and this is what happens. There's like your initial reaction, which is probably good, and then there's like your deep dive, where you're like, oh, okay, now I'm getting somewhere. But then the more you think about it, the, you get very counterintuitive. And that's why I'm interested. And you talk yourself into a weird, weird theories. So, yeah. other than the coronavirus, <laughs> was there anything else that stuck out as like, oh, man, like, I know people were talking about how they didn't need to have a gold label race, although it certainly helped because you didn't have to talk about it because all six people ran the same. Yeah, it would have been that. I mean, it was good because it wasn't the thesis, so I guess you would say, of people's. Uh, Can they run articles. the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, Rupp would have needed it. Seidel would have needed it. And, you know, he wouldn't have had any trouble. But there would have been some mystery because I think we thought the course was going to be sl- run slower than it, than it did, uh, at least for the men. Uh, so that would have been yeah. not, a, not a great thing to have. But you're right. It ultimately did matter as everyone yeah. hit the, the time standard on both sides. Um, galaxy. And where, where in the galaxy can I land here? Um, I've heard some takes from you over the last... Well, I, didn't I, I guess I guess it's not necessarily Galaxy, but you wonder if it, somebody who was as good in the past as Chris Derrick, if he regrets. I know he's been unhealthy, you know, hasn't been healthy, but he, he regrets, you know, going to the marathon at too all. Too late. Too oh, late. too late. Because you know he only debuted in I think 2017, and has struggled with injuries since. But I think it's pretty clear he's past his prime at this point, and that's mostly I think health related. But you know he uh, he dropped out and wasn't wasn't a factor when when he was in really in the race. Um, it, you look at that though, and then you think, is it just like the plinko balls or whatever, or the the ping pong balls when they're going through the lottery? Because you would have said the same thing about Jake Riley, and and in 2018 he had Achilles surgery and didn't know if he was going to be able to run, yeah, yeah. and he wasn't as good as Chris Derrick was in college. I know this stuff isn't always perfectly linear, but. But it, but it is it is crazy to put those two careers and Chris Derrick was you know clearly the the better runner and you would have even said that before Chicago last October yeah and then all of a sudden it's just like it it is just like I think of people like like shooting three pointers you know it's just like all of a sudden Jake Riley got hot in one race and he just carried Stick that to, all, let's keep it baseball let's keep all, it baseball. <laughs> just trying to do all the major sports it's 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 it is crazy yeah that that we we think we have this narrative of you know. Oh, it, 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 it takes, you know, succeeding in the marathon for several, several cycles. It, it, Jake Riley, like, figured it out in one race, and then he got the recipe, and he carried it well, this, into Atlanta. And, uh, and his running had been going terribly before, before uh, this past year. It, it is insane that he, that he made this team, and, and, it, and, it's, and it's, um, it's just an impossible event to predict, I, I would say. Because well, this marathon in particular just busted narratives. Because what you brought up right there, the idea that you have to succeed in marathon after marathon. Yeah. Well, that's, but that's the case for why Abdi made it. Why did yeah. Abdi make it? Man, guy shows up, knows how to get ready. Yeah. But, but Riley just blew that out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> Women's side of things, oh, man, it was about, you know, you needed, you needed that, uh, you, you need a little bit of experience on that. Well, no, Molly Seidel yeah. didn't need it <laughs> at all. Like, you know, you'd say, "Oh, Sisson struggled because it was only her her second marathon." Yeah. No, that didn't that That's, didn't hold up because here's Seidel yeah. literally in her debut. Or you need you need fast uh, you need really really good good track times, which is what Kip, Kip Gago was was strong at. Well, no, I mean, Tuli Muck wasn't like she was fast, obviously, as you mentioned. But 
No. I feel you're playing the gopher game where you're hitting one and then there's another one that comes up that doesn't and never stops. It never doesn't make sense. Everything you say (laughs) is immediately refuted by another athlete, another performance. So what is the best way to to put that into succinct terms? Like, is it just the marathon is is wholly unpredictable? And and, and the distance, I mean, we were kind of talking in the hotel room. It's like, this event is kind of crazy. I mean, it was, it's the only event that, was set up by mythology, by by one yeah. guy running and, and going to whatever the the queen or whatever and and stopping and keeling over and and dying like it's the only one that's not like that's how the four hundred started yeah. or whatever. Um, so when you introduce that long of a race, it 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 it's it's beyond narrative. You really can't and it, it works when it works and yeah. when Kipchoge wins and he's kind of the only one that has transcended it. But yeah. it works when it works and then when it doesn't, you just have to kind of sit back and say. This is a marathon. This is a two-hour, two-hour and two and a half-hour race for the women, and a two-hour and ten-minute race for the men, and, and you just can't re- almost rely on anything. And it's just devoid of any, like I said, it's devoid of any data points. It'd be mm-hmm. one thing if they had to run a, mar- if you were required to run a marathon every three months, yeah. and then we'd have everybody on a level playing field. But it's unpredictable as is, and then you add in the fact that you get really no information mm-hmm. about how anybody's doing. Like, we had no idea how Abdi was doing. Yeah. You know, if we were on Strava all the time, maybe we'd be able to extrapolate something. But you mentioned Derek going to the marathon earlier. I wonder what Huddle thinks about, like, man, should I have just stayed on the track, or should I have Is she a good marathoner? Because no. it seems like she's not. No, I mean, she's, I mean, she got third in New York, right? Yeah. So she's good. Obviously, she's good. But she's not at that level that that yeah. she's not Flanagan she's not Linden in the marathon mm-hmm. any other era she'd have been probably the US's best marathoner sure. but but in this era it's it's so tough and i think the fact that she's good in the 10k gives her this this backup plan but it also is it gives her something to fall back on a little bit yeah. which which um it's it's uh it's tough to manage those two emotions i would guess and she she tweeted as much it's like well tough to pull out and you kind of wish even you know I, I don't necessarily love and it's, it's their career not mine so I respect it but like when you're I know she was out of contention but just not finishing because it's like well I'm going to save my body and I I, I I get it in some sense but you kind yeah. of wish you know I see look at Jared Ward who doesn't have any r- real shot to make it in the track so I understand well, that that's but he finished yeah. he's like I finished for my kids to yeah. show them we can do hard things and you kind of want that again it's I'm not saying that Molly Huddle and Emily Sisson aren't out there and inspiring and and don't grit through difficult moments i'm not saying that at all but uh i i definitely gained respect for jordan Hesse and jared ward when they knew a with more than an hour to run that yeah. i'm not making this team um, but i'm gonna get out and finish but part of that is a business decision too right of like course. the idea of like they do have they're not gonna it's not gonna serve them well to trash their body mm-hmm. running five or six more miles whereas Hesse is a marathoner right that's where she's at right now uh, Jared Ward is a marathoner. That's yes. where, where he's at right now. Now they can pivot. But I, I just don't wonder career-wise, um, when you when you talked about Derek, that made me think of Huddle. Like, would it have ever... Or should she have just said, you know, I'm staying on the track. 100%. I'm just staying on the track. I'm going to try to try to just work on that that 10,000 meter speed and and eventually I'm going to I'm going to hit it and I'm going to get it right. Yeah, it's 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 just will we ever see Molly Huddle on an Olympic marathon team? Maybe not cuz she's what? Is she 34 now? Huh? Yeah, I mean I again, I'm not counting anybody out for anything anymore. I, 43. I mean, I should have said that when when Meb won Boston, I should have said that when yeah. Lyndon won Boston, when freaking Yuki Kawachi won Boston, yeah. like we should have learned the lesson, but then again, you need a narrative. You know, you need you need of something course. to hang your hat on and mine was, hey, 
I'm looking back at these trials results since 08, and there's not really any crazy, crazy results. But right. little did I know there was going to be 12 years worth of crazy results in one sure, race. Sure, sure, sure. That's what it was. It was everybody decided to <laughs> to run their race their life or have a horrible race yeah. all on the same day. Yeah. Nothing in between except for Rupp, which is right down the fairway. Yeah. There's another sport for you. Golf. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. One other thing. Uh, one of the two seen, major sports, I think. The conditions were much different than Los Angeles. Yeah. I wasn't at Los Angeles. There was a lot of complaints, I though, was. about this, that, and the other, about the you know hospitality and the, the, the course, the heat, the maybe yeah. you know the, the preparedness of the staff. The this seemed like a pretty trucks. This yeah. was a pretty good trials. It seemed like everything seemed well organized. Um, yeah. You know, I, I would have preferred a better hotel, but that was your booking. That's okay, you know. And well, we're one for one because yeah. you're, Al, you're Albuquerque. <laughs> booking left a lot to be desired. Um, but I thought it was a really good trials. I think it was well run. And Where'd Atlanta. you want to say downtown? You want no, the, the Fenton Suite? That's yeah, Fenton's Fenton's hotel. Oh, that nice. hotel was too tall. I would, I yeah, you're like not a fan. I'm, um, a, I'm a second floor guy. You picked a good one for Fear Heights for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, I thought this was really well run. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, the course was hard but fair. Um, the finish was was good, it was cool, and, yeah. and then we didn't have any major issues. And I, you know, it seems like the complaints are either non-existent or, or anything. So Atlanta, maybe in 20, 15 years, could be hosting again. It was a good, good event. Mm -hmm. And Abdi will be there to make another team. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can listen to all these uh, on iTunes as well. We're working on getting them on other platforms. Apple, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Yeah, iTunes thing. is not a thing anymore. Yeah. Abdi was around before whatever came before iTunes. Just want to, sorry. I'm running out of Abdi jokes. No, that's good. That's, that's it. True. All right. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.